But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits of those who have fallen asleep. This is from St. Paul's letter to the church in Corinth, in the name of the living God, the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. Hallelujah, Christ is risen. Very good. Yeah, I know it's not Easter season yet, but hallelujah, Christ is risen. Good, good. That, that, that's why we're here, right? You know, that, that, that phrase we say is typically in Easter season, but we're kind of always in Easter season, right? We are a Easter people with Easter faith, meaning that we put our trust and our hope in the fact, in the fact that Jesus Christ has been raised from the dead. This is something foundational, basic, fundamental about the Christian faith, that Jesus died for our sins, and then three days later was resurrected, and he's still alive today. We say this every Sunday, so, so don't be afraid to respond. Therefore, we proclaim the mystery of faith. Christ, Christ is died. Christ is risen. Christ is coming Good. Christ is risen. He is alive. We should say this with confidence and excitement. And so in our, our New Testament lesson today, this is what the, the author, St. Paul, is talking about. This is what, he, what he's after, that the resurrection of Jesus is so foundational, the resurrection of Jesus is so paramount, that if it's not true, then everything else is in vain. Or to put it in a positive way, everything, everything finds its meaning and purpose in the resurrection of Jesus Christ. The last four or five weeks here, we've been exploring a sermon series called Connecting the CTR in 2019, as, as you can see on the slide. And we want you to know that as a church family, this year, we are focusing on worship and life groups and mission and ministry. We started the series with worship because worship always comes first. Worship is the primary purpose of the church and for reasons that shouldn't make sense, make sense to us. You know, I, I love my wife. Um, it's her birthday today, so of course I have to make an acknowledgement of that. I love my wife, but, you know, we don't really spend a whole lot of time together. We don't talk to each other much anymore. Rarely go on dates. You know, I didn't give her flowers or a card or take her to dinner for Valentine's or anything. Does, does, it, does any of this sound weird? Doesn't that sound a little off? Don't you start to question whether or not I really love my wife? I, I hope so. Worship is kind of like that. It's, it's meaning it when we say, God, I love you. That's what worship is. That's the beginning, and it, it kind of launches us into community. So here at CTR, we're excited to bring life groups here. We know that life happens in community, so life groups, whether it's fellowship or study or prayer or social events, life groups are about journeying the Christian life together. So that brings us now to today's topic, ministry. When we think about mission and ministry, there, there's a little bit of a false division. So for simplicity, here's how we view it at CTR. Ministry is what we do in here. Ministry is what we do in here with our own family. Mission is what we do out there with the family we haven't met yet. 
Does that make sense? Ministry in here, mission out there? You good on that? Okay. Ministry is about loving and serving Christ and his people. Ministry is about loving and serving Christ and his people. The beautiful thing about ministry is that it can actually happen so naturally and, and so early. So I have the incredible benefit, the, the great blessing of being raised in a Christian household. To be honest, I, I can't remember a time when God wasn't a part of my life. Some of my earliest memories included church things. And, and I don't know how often we, we went, but as long as I can remember, there was some sort of church involvement and, and God was just a, a part of my life. A huge turning point in my life, though, a huge turning point came when I was about fourth or fifth grade, sometime around there. At this time in my life, I, I kind of stopped coloring in the, in the pews at church. Uh, you know, I, I no longer publicly played with my action figures. <laughs> Obviously, this was before tablets and, and iPads. And, and I don't know, this, at some time in church, something caught my attention the way it never had before. And quite simply, it was the cross. This big bronze cross at the end of this stick, and it was being held so high. And the crazy thing, there was this line of people following the cross, and everybody, I really think it was everybody, they seemed to be lowering their head or bowing when the cross passed by them. And in the church that I grew up with, the, the ceiling was, was so high. It's massive. And, and behind me, there was this powerful music and this singing that was just awesome. And this, this very long processional aisle, and all of it was directed towards this table, this elevated table, this place that you had to walk up multiple steps to get to. And it was like I saw it for the first time. It was like I heard it and felt it for the first time. It was the cross of Christ. It was the call of God. I knew, even right then, that God was telling me, come serve in my church. I had no idea that it would lead to this. That is a separate story for a separate time. But I did know that even as a fourth, fifth grader, God drew me into the ministry of acolyting. And I loved it. There was something so awesome about being able to serve God in the way that I could. There was something so awesome and big about not having to sit with my parents. <laughs> there was something incredible about getting to be in that, in that long procession, about being so close to the action, as it were. There was something just, just cool and special about being a part of something that was so very clearly bigger than me. So again, I say the beautiful thing about ministry is that it can happen so naturally and it can happen so early. Six or seven years later after this episode, I was a junior or senior in high school and I was in the parish hall one day getting some coffee and donuts because that's what you do in the parish hall, right? And the priest was there too. And I don't know how the conversation started. Maybe it was during Easter season but something about the resurrection of Jesus came up, and, and this, this priest, you know, just said very casually, with, without even looking up from pouring his creamer into his coffee, and he just said, you know, without the resurrection, Christianity is a sham and a mockery. 
And then he just walked away. And he left this 17, 18-year-old boy just trying to digest that. Yeah, total dumb face. <laughs> Stood there. And, you know, I grew up going to church, worship, Sunday school. I had been through confirmation, all of it. But that just struck a chord with me. Without the resurrection, Christianity is a sham and a mockery. Something clicks that just never had before. And it, it, it took me back to when I was like fourth or fifth grade and, and being called into an acolyte. And I, I could see that this, this cross, this instrument of death, was a sign of life. The cross, high and lifted up, was the victory of love. It just, it just came together for me. And I thought, if, if Jesus, who willingly suffered this terrible, awful death, and then was raised to life again, all because he loves me that much, how could I not love and serve him? How could I not say, I'm here. How can I serve? Ministry is about loving and serving Christ and his people. And the weird thing is, right now, I, I know I'm preaching to the choir, okay? kind of literally, right? <laughs> Our parish family is so active in ministry. Just take a look around. Seriously, take, take, take a look around right now. This side, that side, front, behind you. The seats you're sitting in, bought and paid, pot and put together by members of this parish family. The piano, the organ, donated and played by members of this parish. Where, where I'm standing, standing this, this platform, the pulpit, the altar, the altar rail, the kneelers, all made by members of this family. The side altar back there, the painting over here, the AV station at the back, the, the, the dresses, all the rooms that we have here furnished and painted by those who are engaged in ministry. And of course, the, the sort of ongoing every Sunday morning uh, ministries. If you had coffee or something to eat this morning, it's because of ministry. If you were greeted this morning or talked to by someone, ministry. If your children had a Sunday school teacher, if you've heard the Bible being read this morning, if you hear music and singing, if you see candles and bread and wine, if you see flowers and a screen behind me, it's all ministry. If you've ever been called or texted, if you've ever received a call or an email or have been visited in your home or at the hospital, it's because of ministry. All that I've mentioned, and, and there's, there's too much for me to say everything, that, you know, the, the altar guild, the flowers, the fellowship, the greeters, the ushers, AV, music, reading, all of them, all these ministries have a ministry leader who is passionate about ministry because they are passionate about Jesus Christ. Ministry is about loving and serving Christ and his people. And you know, there's, there's just something pretty special about me or, or Father Chris or, or really anybody else not knowing who provided the coffee and the snacks this morning. Who, who made these flowers for Christ this morning? Who prepared this altar so that we can actually feast on the body and blood of Christ? Everybody has an interest. Everybody has a gift. Everybody has a role. That's what ministry is about. It's not about us. It's not about us. It's about loving and serving Christ and his people.
It's about providing a place, a place right here in Fort Worth that anybody can come into, that anybody can come into and experience the warmth of Jesus Christ, the love of God, the fellowship of the Holy Spirit, and the peace that passes understanding. So if you are already engaged in ministry at Christ the Redeemer, thank, thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I only ask that you continue to do so with love and with joy. And if you are not engaged in ministry here yet, why not? I'm sure that you have some interest or some gift or talent. God calls us into his ministry, not because he needs servants, but because he loves sons and daughters. So if God is calling you into some ministry, call me, text me, email me. I would love to talk with you about how we can love and serve God and his people together. And all of it is for his glory, now and forever. Amen.